Hello and welcome to another episode of You, Me and a Mug of Tea. Grab your favorite cup of tea and join me for this podcast. I am Fiza Jamal, your host for this podcast. And uh, if you didn't already know, this podcast is my side hustle while I train to be a UX designer and hopefully land a job in this field. I'm still midway uh, through my training. I am taking my training through Google Coursera courses. I've already uh, received two certificates. Uh, I have yet to receive five more. I'm already on halfway, halfway there to receive uh, the third one. So while I do that, I decided to pursue something else that I enjoy and that's podcasting. It's a recent uh, thing that I discovered uh, that I actually enjoy this. I have been speaking on public platforms uh, for quite some time and I don't really mind doing it. But what I didn't like about it was the... Um, was the kind of attention or the kind of spotlight that comes with it, that comes with being on public platforms. I'm more comfortable with podcasting because how should I say it without sounding strange? Well, I guess there's no other way. It's because my face is not visible. <laughs> That's the only way. So I feel more comfortable this way, that there's no, that there's no attention coming to my appearance, it's just on what I have to say. So yeah, that apart. Today I decided to talk about something really interesting. It's also funny, but uh, it's something that I honestly didn't know existed. And it's quite funny because just uh, maybe four or five days ago, uh, my husband and I were looking for something to watch on Netflix together. And we have watched so many things already. Thank you, Pandemic that now we are running out of options on what to watch. So this recommendation came. It was Three Wives, One Husband. I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix or not, but it's a series, it's a documentary series on these Mormons living in USA. I, I believe they're living in Texas. I could be wrong. I don't remember. But these Mormons, what they do is the men marry multiple times and have multiple children from their wives so the documentary series follows well I've only seen maybe two and a half episodes so far and I find it so ridiculous that I I don't know how to follow <laughs> through with the other episodes as well but we started watching it and so it's following the story of two families I cannot even call them couples at this point one man has three wives and one man has two wives and he's pursuing uh, the third one. And she happens to be the nanny of his kids and she's 25 years old. That's like half his age. And he's trying to pursue her. And it's not just him who's trying to pursue her. It's also his other two wives who are pursuing her. So it's like three of them uh, pursuing her to join their family as his wife. Yes, that's exactly how it is. And in the other family in which the guy already has three wives, so he has uh, maybe 11 children, if I remember correctly. And he is... Um, so he's really funny in the sense that every time he gets awkward with one of his wives or, you know, a wife tells him that, you know, I don't think you're spending enough time with me or something, something, he just starts dancing. So that's his tell that he's awkward and he doesn't want to get into an argument and his third wife, who's the youngest and uh, the prettiest, as everybody believes, she's also heavily pregnant, but she's also babysitting all the 11 kids while the 
first two wives go out and have their jobs and have their lives but this poor girl heavily pregnant is making sandwiches for the 11 kids and just taking care of them while everybody else goes off to work and lives their lives and they've shown how sad her life is and she even talks about the pain of sharing her husband with other two women and she was recalling her wedding day how beautiful it was and how she felt like she was the most beautiful woman on this planet and once you know when the dust settled down uh, she saw things clearly and she actually admitted to regretting making this decision that she shouldn't have married a man who has three wives already so that was a sad part to watch uh, and then the other family in which the guy and the two wives are pursuing the woman to become the third wife they have plenty of children i could not really count how many and if they told us how how many kids they have i probably missed that part and it's pretty interesting how their dynamic is shown so the man is absolutely in love with the 25 year old nanny of his children and his previous two wives are supportive of that love to the point where they are neglected they are absolutely neglected their children with that same man are neglected by that man and all of his energy and his efforts are into pursuing that uh, nanny of his kids and she is half his age so they do date and all and they show us uh, how they're dating he takes her out on bike rides on boat rides on all of that stuff while his previous wives are mm, taking care of the children and taking care of the home it's uh, yeah it was hard for me to wrap my brain around everything and what surprised me even more was his other two wives they're totally okay with it and they even show us a, a very disturbing scenario where uh, this man his two wives are out on a date with this nanny yeah exactly how it sounds if you haven't seen this show on netflix yet three wives one husband i suggest that you do and uh, so while we were watching this show wait i forgot one part so this is the this is how the wives are feeling right and this other man i mean who has two wives and he's pursuing the third one so his second wife is actually quite jealous and she admits to being jealous of not uh, being loved like that and she even continues to say that this 25 year old has a brand new body by that she means that she hasn't had any kids and nobody has ever touched her so she's she's brand new to her husband that's why he's even more fascinated by her and then she continues on to express her insecurity that she doesn't feel beautiful that's why her husband uh, doesn't find her beautiful that's why he's pursuing another woman who is beautiful so all of it is pretty twisted it's in my in my opinion again 7 billion people on this planet 7 billion opinions so in my little opinion i find it very unhealthy and disgusting that these women are feeling this way because of a man or the man is making them feel this way and this is how their relationship their marriage is it's so strange i didn't like it so then they also i like this part of the documentary series that they're also showing us how the man feels about it you know like every character in the series uh, has a side of story to tell and all of their sides are given a sufficient amount of uh, time 
and attention so the viewers can be the, be the judge of it right so in this two and a half episode now that i think about it they've shown pretty much everything i don't know what other episodes have to show so the man says that uh, in this mormon culture what they believe is that the man is like the god and just like the actual god is taking care of so many of his children on planet earth this is how the men uh, in their part of religion feel that you know they are the gods and they take in so many wives and they have so many children because then they are supposed to take care of their community so in that community around 100 people live and every one of them has multiple wives and multiple children and this is just their way of life so they really say that you know a man is created in the image of god and they are replicating what god does uh, on earth yeah yeah that's how it is so while uh, we were watching this my husband just randomly comments that nowhere on this planet earth would you find a woman having multiple husbands and i also thought about it i said that you know there's so many people so many cultures and so many even tribes you know indigenous tribes living in the amazon and we're not i'm pretty sure somewhere there must be a culture where a woman has multiple husbands not the other way around like it's quite common for husbands to have multiple wives and they even joke about it my social media these days is full of it that you know men really want a second wife and how it's not funny and men should not joke about it i i truly believe so as well i mean it's i mean you cannot even handle one wife you're talking about handling multiple come on <laughs> that's a joke in itself So when he said this that you know there probably aren't any women who have multiple husbands I I thought okay maybe we should give it a benefit of doubt and think like there must be some culture somewhere out there where multiple husbands are allowed at the same time not like you know uh, like if if a woman has a husband A right now she divorces him gets husband B he dies then gets husband C and then he and then she divorces him and he dies then she gets a husband D not like that like at one point having multiple husbands and we were just thinking about it where could it be how could it be and then we both agreed okay that you know in this crazy crazy world there might be somewhere where this is also normal and i actually got excited you know if this is the case i would be thrilled to know and i don't know if it's fate or destiny or what but then my friend sends me this article about south africa where south africans are going absolutely crazy about uh, an idea that is floated that women are allowed to have multiple husbands at the same time legally constitutionally and societally and all of the lees so i i was so astonished and i read more about it and see the african men they're calling it they're calling this idea very un-african that it's not african for uh, an african woman to have multiple husbands mind you that in african culture it's quite similar to um this muslim culture of having multiple wives or um not the muslim culture where you can have multiple partners at the same time and uh, the men are considered quite promiscuous in some areas and it's quite normal for them to have a main main girl and a side girl and then a side side girl and then a baby mama and stuff like that it's quite normal over there i'm not sure if it's looked down upon or not and how they actually feel about it but it's quite common for an african man to have multiple partners and have uh, 
children from multiple partners as well um it doesn't matter if he's married to them or not but it's it's how it works right so i read more about it and i thought hey why is this idea even floated it turns out that in south africa and in zimbabwe there are women with multiple husbands and they are called co-husbands right well i personally would not go for co-husbandship i mean my one husband is just too much to handle I, I, he keeps my hands full my brains full just all of like i i cannot even think about it and in pakistani culture if you're not aware of it women you generally uh, respond to questions like um like if you ask a woman how many children do you have if she has one child she would say oh i have two children one is 6 years old and one is 35 years old so that's how women see men wives see husbands as kids yeah we don't have kids right now so how i started to respond to this question that oh do you guys have kids yet i say yeah i have one kid he's 6 foot 2 and he's 32 years old <laughs> these women who are having co husbands at the moment I honestly don't know how they're doing it and I would love to talk to one of them if I can get my hands on one of them I mean how how is she managing this So in Zimbabwe and South Africa there are women there are cultures that support this and uh, more and more people are talking about it and then I learned about this difference we have all heard about polygamy right polygamy is um multiple relationships but polygamy is actually a man having multiple relationships and its a feminine version would be polyandry polyandry is a woman having multiple relationships so that's pretty interesting too i learned this uh, just a while ago so the south african government is proposing an idea of uh, a legalized polyandry and the ec- extreme religious people they're against it obviously they don't agree with it and as i mentioned before they're calling it a very un-african thing to be and there's like howls of protests as well to take their words back and just not do it there are different schools of thought that are coming uh, you know uh, that are being uh, voiced right now in the south african air that they believe that african culture that african culture is not really equal for both men and women men are in absolute power and they have the freedom to do whatever they want and you know they can be quite rude sometimes if a woman rejects their love and um, i personally have also seen for myself that uh, like other men as well but african men also don't handle rejection that well so if they are you know out and about and if they hit on a girl and she doesn't respond you know in a friendly manner oh my god i'm so lucky you hit on me if she doesn't do that then they end up calling her names they they start verbally abusing her so they don't really handle that well because african men are so used to being in power and having absolute control over their actions and the woman's actions as well so a lot of women actually submit to this kind of power submit to this kind of behavior and that's what they like they like submissive women who just do and say that these men uh, please right now that this uh, idea for polyandry is being floated so much hate and again abuse is coming from these african men because they just don't know how to 
let go some of the power and how to distribute the power equally in this African society. Now, I'm not saying that polygamy and polyandry gives power to one of the sexes. No, I personally am against polygamy and polyandry, but you can have your own opinion and that's fine. So I don't believe that polyandry or polygamy is one of the factors that gives absolute power to the sex. But if you really think about it, sex in the end, like the act of sex, is about having power right so if a man feels like he can have these kinds of relations with multiple women he does feel powerful and he can show off to his other friends that oh i have five partners at the moment how many partners do you have and if he has less than five he would feel less of a man so that's that is a thing that exists so if these men are thinking in these same terms about polyandry then it does make sense that they just don't know how to distribute power to women equally in the society. Because if a woman has um, five co-husbands, as they say it, then um, she is considered to be more powerful in these men's brains because she is at the same time attractive to five different men on a sexual level. One is that, you know, you're committed to one man and other men still find you attractive, but you know, that's just something that you ignore. But another thing is that if you are committed to one man and other men find you attractive and you actually act upon that, then it just changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. So there are some men who are secure with being a co-husband, that's okay. But there are a lot of men who wouldn't like this, who who would be like, why do you want more husbands? Because, you know, since our birth, our religion, our society, everything that we've learned, we've heard, we've seen, we've, we've been exposed to, we always know, we always understand automatically that, okay, a man is allowed to do all of this and a woman is not. Do you get it? So it's kind of like that. So the African men, African conservative, I don't know if I should call them conservative, but the news articles everywhere are calling them conservative. But uh, I'll also call them conservative in that sense. But I, if personally speaking, I wouldn't call them conservative. I would just call them as reacting to it like any normal human being would. They are not happy with it. And they don't want women to have multiple partners. I think even in Pakistan, if this, well... You know, in Pakistan, it's actually unimaginable that such a thing would happen. A bill against domestic violence was rejected. Well, also because it had some other clauses for how children can report the parents to the police. But <laughs> that's another story. But if that could be rejected, I don't think any bill or any idea about polyandry would float, would float within Pakistan's um, airspace, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it, polyandry in Pakistan. Okay, sure. So the objections which are coming from the African conservatives is um, being called, you know, an insecurity over losing power, losing power of being the, the stronger sex in the society. But we should also keep in mind that, you know, South Africa, South Africa's constitution is one of the most liberal ones. And even same sex marriage is allowed legally, even though, like, of course, the constitution supports it, right? One, we have Taiwan, Taiwan is also quite liberal when it comes to its um, relationships between individuals, among the individuals. And then we have South Africa, where it is legal for same-sex marriages to happen. And it is also legal 
for men to have multiple relationships. Yes, polygamy and same-sex marriages are legal in South Africa. And then they are trying to make polyandry legal as well. And uh, we'll see what happens because I'm really excited to see, you know, what would be, what would be the future of it. So then we have men who are poly- polygamists. It's a difficult word for me to say. Polygamists, South African men who are polygamists, yeah. They are uh, not happy with it, especially. And then they have a famous TV personality, right? His name is uh, Musa. So he's totally against it. And he says that, you know, if polyandry is legalized, if it's added to the constitution, that it will destroy the African culture. And then he continues to say, what about the children of these people? How will they know their identity? And the woman cannot now take the role of the man it's unheard of will the woman now pay the bride price for the man will the man be expected to take her surname see it's pretty interesting so this tv personality musa has brought uh, a lot of points has raised a lot of points that which actually validate the insecurity of the men in african culture of letting go of the power of distributing the power of let's just say of just considering women of uh, equal status again i don't think polygamy and polyandry are the best tools to uh, measure the equality of the status of a man and a woman in a society but we'll stick to polygamy and polyandry for this podcast so he says that you know if women who are into polyandry are they going to pay the bride price for the man what and are they going to um give their surname to the man what and the children whose identity are they going to take like if a woman is having kids with multiple men how will the kids know who their father is and whose name are they going to take are they going to take the woman's surname or the one of the men's surname whoever their father is and he says that you know a woman cannot take the role of a man it's unheard of and it will destroy the african culture so here when we talk about power it does show that because see well not in islam islam doesn't uh, label a woman as a property of the man it doesn't even say that a woman is supposed to take surname of her husband uh, when she marries him it's just a part of our culture that women take surname of their husbands but i for example have not changed my name i have i've kept my surname and i have married my husband and that's okay but there are women who do take their men's surname and that's also okay and in the quran it also says that on the day of judgment uh, all the all the men and women they will be called by their mother's name although in this world and in this culture uh we take our father's name right like i'm fiza jamal my father is azam jamal and my my name is fiza jamal but my mom's name is aisha right so on the day of judgment i will not be called as fiza jamal i will be called fiza the daughter of aisha just like that my brothers will be called um zahak the son of aisha right this is how we're supposed to be called out on the day of judgment by our mother's names it shows that the identity of our father that's given to us in this world has nothing to do with uh, how the religion sees it and also it's also important that we get our father's surname it's to build that family tree and to have that kind of identity that you know oh she's that man's daughter because a man in the end 
has a higher status in the society than a woman does. So it's more important to see, oh, who her father is than who her mother is. Do you get it? It's kind of a war of the statuses. So this African man says, like, it's beyond him. And it's not just beyond him. I guess it's beyond a majority of people living on this planet Earth that how can a child take the name of, uh, take the identity of their mother? It's unheard of. It's unimaginable because the child is supposed to just assume the identity, take the identity of their fathers automatically. And then he continues to say that how will the woman pay the bride price for the man? So bride price, it's like dowry, but opposite. You know how in uh, KPK you have uh, like the man pays uh, for the bride or he will build a house for her. He will put the furniture for her. It's like showing a level of security that, you know, okay, I have this and this and this. So he's kind of invested to have a wife of his own. Right. So even in African cultures, there's a bride price. What happens is that uh, the guy and his family visit the girl and her family in the girl's home and they agree on a settlement that, OK, uh, for my daughter, you can give me maybe uh, two cows or five cows or maybe a car or something and you can take my daughter for it, right? It's an exchange. Like if I'm giving you something so valuable of mine to you, like my daughter, you are also supposed to give me something valuable and it should be equal to the value of my daughter. And there is no set rule on how much the bride price should be. It's among the two families to decide what the bride price should be. So this man, Musa, this TV personality says that is the wife is the woman supposed to pay for the husband? Like, is it going to be called a husband price now? So it's beyond him. And it's interesting because he himself is a polygamist. So what he's saying is probably what he, is, he has gone through as a man. I'm pretty sure he must have had a lot of children. And he has four wives already. So if he has, for example, three children from each of his wives, and he has 12 children already who have assumed his identity, and he has paid for the bride price and everything, right? So it does make sense if the roles are reversed, because polyandry, the roles are reversed. So how far are you going to reverse these roles? So that's also an interesting um, argument. But now we also need to talk about the basis of this polyandry idea. Why was it even floated in the first place? It must be happening, right? So yes, in Zimbabwe and South Africa, there are women involved in polyandry and there is a woman in South Africa who has nine co-husbands. Yes, this woman has nine co-husbands and four of them are her boyfriends when she was young. So she admits to having sexual relations with multiple men and then she eventually, you know, got together with them, made it official with them and she has nine co-husbands. There are approximately, you know, 20 women that have been researched and 45 co-husbands who practice this. And these marriages are considered as taboos. And of course, they're illegal. But they're also trying to say, you know, if you can legalize a same-sex marriage, which is such a huge taboo, which uh, none of the religions uh, agree upon. So if that can be legalized, why can polyandry not be legalized? So this is also an interesting argument that if you are okay with a man marrying a man, a woman marrying a woman, and then allowing them to have offsprings of their own, then why can't a woman have equal partners? 
so again like this puts women in the lowest tier of the society that they make the most test bottom messed part of the society because polyandry these people who practice polyandry they consider it as their basic right to live how they want to live to live freely to live to make their own choices and not have you know this society or these you know pseudo uh, religious people define who they're supposed to be and everything so i guess in that sense it does make a lot of sense that if if a man has the freedom and you know free choice to marry another man and same as a woman who has a choice to marry another woman then why can't a woman a straight woman have the choice of marry multiple men that does make sense so polyandry how they're showing it it does make sense but you know it also is fair that it should be left upon the women to decide because i for one i don't get polyandry i don't understand it i don't want it and that's my decision right it doesn't make me better than these women who want multiple husbands no or those women who want multiple husbands doesn't make them better than you know men who want multiple wives no it's just about everybody allowed to make their individual choices but then again how far can you really push the limits of these choices and if we talk about you know free will and choices to live life according to your own rules then why can't i go and uh, take fruit from my neighbor's refrigerator it's my choice right my will my life if i want to take fruit from my neighbor's refrigerator why can't i do it but then this other thing also happens that because the neighbor doesn't have the consent right if i go to my neighbor's refrigerator to get some fruit and my neighbor is not okay with it then it doesn't make it okay for me as well but if my neighbor says hey you can come to my house you can have fruit from my refrigerator whenever you want then the consent is there then it makes it okay for me to get fruit from his fridge do you get it so the same way if these women who want to marry multiple men and if there's consent involved right if these five men are okay with marrying one woman at the same time then i don't think anybody is allowed to judge any of it because in the end it is their life and it's a consensual marriage it's a consensual co-husbandship just like that when you talk about polygamy uh, the netflix series that i mentioned before three wives and one husband those wives were consensually married to one man and it's okay i might not like it but that's my problem they're happy in their consensual relationship and they agree upon this kind of a lifestyle and if i hate it then i'm just you know making a problem for myself they're happy so in the end it all comes down to you know the choice of lifestyle and you know all these adults making choices for themselves and if these choices are making them happy with each other then i don't think anybody should judge anything so if this idea has been floated about polyandry in south africa then all these conservative people with their opinions i think they should keep it to themselves as long as it's consensual and nobody's getting hurt then there's no problem about it and then uh, they also say that you know polyandry is shunned and that if if a woman is you know asked about being in a polyandrous relationship 
uh, she would outrightly deny it because of the fear, right? Because of uh, how she would be treated uh, in that kind of a circle or in that society. So she would outri- outrightly reject it, which has caused this polyandry and uh, all of these practices to be pushed underground. So it doesn't really change the fact um, that it's uh, happening. It is still happening, but just because they're hiding it or whatever, it doesn't change the reality of it. So there are people who are interested in this. So why stop them? Right. So how does polyandry work? So in polyandry, the woman initiates the relationships and she invites the husbands to join her union. They don't even call it a marriage. They call it a union where the woman initiates where she pursues the man and then she gives him the choice that you know you can join my union and be a part of my little family and if he says yes then he has the option to pay the bride price or not it's up to him so if he feels like you know he doesn't want to pay the bride price then that's okay because this kind of a union is not traditional anyway so it's okay he can even decide if he wants to contribute to the household or not, to the livelihood or not. So in the end, the roles are kind of reversed. The gender roles, as the TV personality Musa was questioning, the husband has the option to pay the bride price or not and to contribute in the livelihood or the household or not. If he chooses to not do it, then of course the uh, wife supports him, right? Or the entire union uh, would support that man and that's okay. And in this kind of a union, the woman has the power to remove a co-husband from the union. Oh my God, I can actually totally understand why there's an outcry among African men about this idea because this is giving women a lot of power in the society. So she has the power to remove a co-husband from the union if she feels that he is destabilizing the union. (laughs) I don't think I need to explain this more. If uh, you are a part of the society, if you, uh, uh, you know, if you have the same brains as a majority of everybody around here, then you probably understand what's going on, right? And then there's another situation where being a co-husband is considered okay by these men who agree to be a co-husband. It's um, what happens is if they feel like they're not satisfying their wives sexually or in other ways, then their wives can, you know, be like, okay, I don't want you. So what these men do, they say, okay, why don't you get another man? I will be your co-husband because I don't want you to be out there having affairs and I don't want us to divorce. So in this kind of a situation, the man is actually compromising and saying that, okay, you can get another husband while I can still be in your life. It's exactly how some women do around here. If they're unable to bear children, if they're unable to, you know, do certain things for their men and they feel bad about it and the man says, you know what, I'm going to get a second wife or third wife or whatever, then the women actually compromise and they give in. They say, okay, I don't want a divorce, but I don't want to leave you, but I don't want you to leave me as well. So how about you get a second wife and I get to stay with you too? So it's exactly the same situation, but the roles are reversed. The dynamic is totally shifted. And then of course, if some men are infertile, they're unable to bear children with their wives, as in they cannot get their wives pregnant, then they also agree to being a co-husband. They agree to having another man in their lives who can possibly uh, impregnate their wife and then they can all live happily ever after. That's also fine. So it's also about saving face, right? 
saving face is a huge part of almost all cultures nobody wants to become the loser of the society and being infertile or being bad sexually and all of it there's all kind of taboos which nobody wants uh, to be associated with especially men men take it to their egos if they lack in any of these things so they have to save face right so they agree to being a part of that marriage then to not be in it it's all about their personality and their perception so it does make sense right and there's another um, point of view that's also out there which is challenging the conservative point of view it's that we cannot reject law reform because it challenges certain patriarchal views in our society and this has been said by charlene may she is working in the women's legal center in south africa she has a point that why is like why is this idea disturbing you so much is it because it's challenging the patriarchal values of the society so from what i've said so far it does validate all of it that it is a part of see because polygamy is quite patriarchal if you think about it so if polyandry is being introduced it clearly is a challenge to polygamy do they find it disturbing because they just don't understand how a woman can take place of the man like this in the society because again it's so normal for a man to have multiple women but it's not normal for a woman to have multiple men even while i say this i'm experiencing strong cognitive dissonance my brain is not accepting it either but then again i'm not living in south africa nobody's asked for my opinion over this idea but i just want to discuss this because this is so interesting this proposal in fact you know has been included in a document that is officially known as green paper that the government has released for public comment as it embarks on the biggest overhaul of marriage laws since white minority rule ended in 1994 so yes the government has floated this idea out officially and it has published it in its green paper so green paper is the official document that the government releases so the public can you know give their uh, point of view about it how they feel they can remark about it and then the government can think okay so this is how the people are reacting to this let's see what we can do further about it. it's kind of like uh, initial research right green paper is also quite important in how it works it's because a green paper is known for upholding human rights and uh, if something has been published uh, by the government on green paper in green paper then that means that they are considering this to be a part of basic human rights so if polyandry the proposal for polyandry has been published in green paper then it holds a lot of weight it holds a lot of value because the government has started noticing polyandry as a basic human right so that's actually step 1 for anything to be legalized if you get the government on board then i guess you can get anything done and the same document also proposes giving legal recognition to muslim hindu jewish and rastafarian marriages so it's not just polyandry that they're talking about they are also giving a an official legal higher status to marriages in different religions as well so that's also important right so if we say that okay jewish marriages hindu marriages muslim marriages must be recognized that makes sense but a woman marrying multiple men that doesn't make sense so it's kind of a tug of war even in my brain right now 
what's right and what's not, how they should go about it, what should happen. Because if polyandry is legalized in South Africa, it would be the first country ever on this entire planet to actually consider that, okay, a woman can have more than one husband at the same time. I think it would make such massive headlines and then all the memes which are supporting men in having multiple partners will be switched to all the women having multiple partners. And that would be so interesting. One thing that should be uh, considered here is that, you know, polyandry was once practiced in Kenya, in Congo and in Nigeria, and it is still practiced in Gabon. And the law allows it in Gabon, actually. I didn't know about this. So South Africa won't be the first country. And they also say that a marriage is supposed to establish an hierarchy. And this hierarchy means that a man is the head of the family. So if we bring polyandry into the society as well, then that would make the woman as the head of the family. (laughs) Does your brain get it? No, because even my brain is not comprehending it right now. I blame my society, my culture for this because I find it so hard to believe that how can a woman be the head of the family while her husbands are, while her husbands, yeah, I said it, are still around. You know, it doesn't make sense. As far as the question of children is concerned, like if this woman bears children of multiple men, how do you know whose kid it is? Then the answer is simple, DNA test. You just get a DNA test done and then you find out, oh, he is uh, my husband C's son or daughter or something like this. So in the end, I would just say it's quite interesting, this debate. If you have anything to add to it, you are most welcome to and we can talk about it further. Let me know in the comments section how you feel about this uh, polyandry proposal in South Africa and uh, anywhere else that it's being practiced. And if you are a woman who is listening to this, would you be okay with having multiple husbands? And if you're a man listening to this, would you be okay with having your wife having multiple husbands? I I honestly asked my husband as well, would you be okay if you become a co-husband to like two other men? And he just looked at me, he's like, no, why would you even ask me this? I said, okay, yeah. So I think popular opinion is that nobody would be okay with it. But we have to see how this plays out and how this unfolds. And I'm just, I'm just so excited. Because the next documentary series could be one wife, three husbands. Imagine that. I honestly cannot imagine it again. My brain just blacks out at the thought of it. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of You, Me and a Mug of Tea. I will return next week on Tuesday with a brand new episode.